Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Nealand. Welcome back to my podcast. This is not about your body. I'd like to talk today about something that happens uh, with a lot of my clients who are women partnered with men, uh, in which they feel body shame or body insecurity or, you know, their body image issues sort of flare up around the idea of being sexually rejected or turned down by their partner when their partner is not in the mood for sex or whatever. Um, this also happens when, if it's a partner with a penis, that they lose their erection during sex or something like that. Again, it feels like sexual rejection. And my clients will often report feeling like it immediately makes them feel unattractive. It immediately makes them question, am I uh, attractive? Are they attracted to me? Is this going to be a problem for our relationship? Like if they're not into me anymore, they don't want me anymore. What does that mean? Do they still love me? It brings up a ton of insecurity and a ton of body image issues. And I want to talk about the sexism that's embedded in this because it's, I mean, it's a completely understandable jump to make. Like your partner wasn't in the mood for sex. Maybe you offered or maybe you tried to initiate uh, or maybe they just haven't initiated in a while and normally they do. It's totally normal. It does make sense to jump to, oh, they don't want to have sex. They don't want to have sex with me. Maybe they're not so into me right now. And, you know, in reverse, it also makes sense if they're trying to have sex all the time or they're constantly like, you know, knocking down your door to try to get you into bed with them. It might feel like, oh, they are really into me. They really want me. It might feel like security or like they love you or like your, sa your relationship is safe because they want to have sex with you. A lot of women will report feeling like their safety of their relationship is based on how desired they are, how they feel their partner is attracted to them or not, based on things like this. And it, it does make sense and it is normal. It's really common, but it's super problematic, actually, because there is some sexist stuff in that. This idea that men particularly should constantly want to have sex with you, or which is to say, you know, we have sexist notions of gender and, and our ideas of like this binary system of what each gender is and what they're like and what they want and how they feel and all these things that are just absolute nonsense. And one of them is that men are horny all the time. Men are constantly thinking about sex. Men are ready to have sex at the drop of a hat. Like anytime it's offered to them, they want it, they'll say yes. That's this stereotype that we're fed about men but it turns out y'all men are people right they're human people so actually like all human people they are sometimes perhaps in the mood to have sex but they are also at other times not in the mood to have sex because they're human people the fact that we think of them as something other than human people with a full spectrum of emotional experiences that lead to them sometimes just not being in the mood to have sex uh, or not able to, you know, get to climax or whatever, like, that says a lot about the views we have, the sexist views we have of men. And, you know, there's so many sexist views of women and stereotypes and, and it's all of it is damaging to everyone. But I think this is a really overlooked one. Because, you know, as women, we're taught to evaluate our worth based on our attractiveness. And very particularly our attractiveness to men to our attractiveness through the male gaze and the male lens and perspective and you know what men like and so if we work really really hard to earn approval from men by looking a certain way 
and getting them to desire us and we find a partner who we love and they love us, it can feel incredibly threatening if they say no to sex or if they're not interested in sex for a while or if they can't seem to, you know, keep an erection during sex or whatever. It can feel like, well, shit, I'm failing at the number one task I have to do, which is to look attractive for you, like to attract you, to turn you on. So it can feel so disheartening and so like devastating, honestly, uh, for some women to receive that sexual rejection, particularly when it's a partner. But even if it were just hookups or like, you know, they they express that they like someone and the person didn't respond positively, like these are things that can also make her look internally and say, oh, it must be that I'm not good enough. There must be something wrong with my body. I must not be attractive enough. I have to change that. Or I have to feel ashamed about that. Like it becomes very quickly from his situation, which is like, maybe he's not attracted to you. Or maybe he just like, I don't know, ate like two bowls of chili and is feeling gassy and bloated and is like not in the mood to have sex. Or maybe, you know, he's on a medication and there's a side effect that's like making him, for whatever reason, not feel in the mood. Or maybe any number of things. Because again, he's a human person. So for us to take that his humanity, basically, as a personal attack is some super problematic shit. For us to hear that he doesn't want to have sex and make it about, oh, I must not be attractive enough, is incredibly dehumanizing, isn't it? It basically says, I expect you to want to have sex at the drop of a hat, to constantly be ready, to always be available and interested. So that if I am available and interested and you're not, I have failed. That completely erases his humanity, his ability to be a whole ass human person with a whole range of human emotions and experiences. And in some ways, this is incredibly objectifying if you think about it. It's objectifying in a different way than women are objectified because it's not about, you know, how he looked, but it's about how he performed sexually. And it is boiling a man down to a singular trait that we have associated with men, which is like, you know, horniness. And it says anything other than that from you and I will be, I will be hurt and disappointed and, and it, I will make it about me. So people of all freaking genders will sometimes not want to have sex. And it is incredibly important, especially if we're talking about body neutrality work, like especially if we're trying to divest ourselves from the entire system of body hierarchies and the idea that some bodies are more worthy and valuable and lovable than others. Like it is incredibly important that we examine stuff like this and say there has to be a way for my partner to have an entire human experience without me making that about me. There has to be. Because otherwise, you are dehumanizing your partner. You are objectifying your partner. You are holding your partner to a standard that doesn't fit them, doesn't, doesn't make space for them to be whole. And that is, you know, if, if women don't want to be objectified, then we shouldn't be objectifying our partners of any gender, you know? I mean, I am absolutely always going to be fighting for feminism. But that is not to say that men don't get screwed over by sexism as well, right? Like the patriarchy is screwing us all over by making us believe that there is something inherently true about someone based on their genitals or their gender 
that we can know and, and how we can measure their value is accurate. Like men are measured in their value by their masculinity and ability to be sexual, uh, you know, to have sexual conquests and be a very particular kind of man. And women are measured by their ability to look a particular way and take care of everyone around them, and make everyone else happy and comfortable. And this sucks for everybody. Everybody loses. So the patriarchy and sexism here is causing everyone to get hurt. And a lot of times my clients or the people that I talk to are being hurt by something that actually they are doing, right? Like they're doing this to themselves because they are expecting their partner, because their partner happens to be a man, to constantly be available and ready for sex, which erases their their humanity and it it makes, you know, the the person who's telling me this feel really bad about herself because if if they can't hold space for their partner's entire humanity and experience, then what's the problem? It has to be me. It has to be my body. I have to not be attractive enough. And then it becomes like, now I need to lose weight or now I need to like get Botox or now I need to whatever because the next thing that happens is whatever goes on for you when you're, you know, feeling insecure about your body or mired in body image issues. So this harms everyone. And this is a huge source of, you know, women who will report feeling unloved as well. So it's not just body image issues. Sometimes it's, it's that feeling of connecting desire to love in such a way that is only possible because of how we see men as these ever desirous creatures, right? Like we don't do the same necessarily for women. And, and some people will. This can absolutely be individual based on different people, different couples. But most people will say that they don't expect, you know, most men, for example, say if they have a, a woman partner, that they don't expect her to be in the mood all the time. So sometimes they'll, you know, they'll sort of try to initiate or whatever and she won't be in the mood. And he might be disappointed. He might even be hurt because sexual rejection is just hard on all of us. It makes us feel incredibly vulnerable. But he's not thinking to himself, what's wrong with me? You know, he's thinking like, ah, this sucks and I hate it <laughs> and whatever. He's not normally going to it must be because of something about my body or how I look. She must not be attracted to me anymore. Now, granted, that does happen. But it's not quite as strong of a pattern because we don't have the cultural association of women always being in the mood, always wanting sex, always being ready. So it doesn't feel so automatic. Oh, okay, if this isn't happening, it must be a me problem. But we do have that association for men that if, you know, they're supposed to be ready, they're supposed to have a raging boner the minute you say, hey, I may be interested in something, they're supposed to like, you know, jump you. And that is the reason that we're able to connect the idea of being loved, being desired, being pursued. Um, it, it all gets mixed up for women partnered with men a lot of times. And in this way, it can be really, really damaging because let's say your partner goes through depression or anxiety or you know, illness or injury or God, any number of things where their libido is low or their availability for sex is low or they're healing trauma or something and they just don't have it in them to find a sexy place. Um, all of these things that can happen, especially when you're long-term partnered with somebody over a lifetime, it's pretty likely at some point, you know, it's pretty likely at some point they're going to be like stressed or in their head or insecure. Something's going to come up and they're going to lose their boner. And all or, you know, any number of things, it won't be able to climax or, or they'll climax too soon or any of these things. You can't hold yourself to those things and say, OK, then this is a me problem. 
And it's not a them problem either, right? Like this is just them being human that is seen as a problem. That's what we're really talking about. So in order to really deal with this, I would say it's important to just acknowledge, first of all, what's going on. That you feel like a problem. You are having body image issues come up because you associate men with constantly being available. And since your partner wasn't available, you blame yourself. You have stripped them of the ability to have a fully formed human emotional experience. And a fully formed, like, sexual experience as well. Because sometimes, you know, maybe you're, you're available for one thing but not another. And in a couple, that doesn't always match up. So to make this about you is to strip them of their, their ability to have that, that whole human experience. Once you acknowledge that, I think that does a lot. But then the next thing is you have to recognize what you have associated with the security of your relationship and sex. Because again, if you have associated these things too closely based on a stereotype about men that is harmful, you're going to end up hurt a lot. And you're going to end up feeling insecure a lot. And you're going to struggle in that relationship a lot. If you make it, he doesn't want to have sex with me as often, which means he doesn't love me. Or, um, you know, I, I tried to initiate sex or, you know, they don't want it as often as I do. Or they can't stay erect the whole time or whatever it is. You're setting both of you up for a lot of shame and a lot of pain and difficulty and insecurity and fighting and it's going to be really really difficult so i would explore that for yourself how did this link get made how true is it really and what would it be like to measure the security of your relationship where both of you are allowed to be human like fully totally human what would it mean to give your partner the same grace that you would want in this kind of space they don't probably desire you all the time especially in long-term partnership not all the time maybe they desire you all the time in kind of a passive way that's totally possible but like they're not always ready for sex so most likely neither are you right and you would want to be approached from a place of both saying yes to sex and saying no to sex are equally respected equally acceptable equally held with high regard you know you, you don't want to be hurting your partner or feel like you're hurting your partner every time you're just not in the mood or you have a headache or you know you're like available for one thing and they're looking for something else so these are the areas in which you're gonna probably have to do some exploring and get curious and unpack and dismantle whatever's in there that says the only way I know I'm loved is if they're pursuing me or if we're having sex a certain number of times per week now granted I will say this is really difficult this is super, super difficult work. This is, I, you know, I say it, it's simple, right? But it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to get to. And one of the things I think is just important to acknowledge is, especially as women, we have been taught that sex equals love. That intimacy is only available to us. Closeness and security and that feeling of being really, like, wrapped up with our partner is only available during sex so if we want that and we do that is an emotional need we crave intimacy we all do again all genders we crave intimacy with our partners so when you've been taught my partner as a man doesn't necessarily want that he only wants to get laid which means 
the only way I can get my need for intimacy met is when he wants sex, that again sets up a really problematic space. Because first of all, it erases his desire for intimacy, which is a very sexist, uh, problematic, patriarchal idea that because he has, because he's a man or because he has a penis or because of whatever, that he doesn't have a whole, the whole breadth of human experience and human emotion. That he wouldn't crave intimacy, that he doesn't want closeness, that he doesn't want to, to feel like wrapped up in that caring space with you that you're craving. That it has to be sexual, that the only way he can get his needs for vulnerable intimacy met is if, is if you're having sex. And unfortunately, this is what all, a lot of us have been taught. And a lot of men will only feel safe pursuing intimacy and closeness during sex because they learned it too. They learned women do not like it when we pursue intimacy for its own sake. They think that we're weak. They think that we're, uh, you know, pathetic, that we're like beta or whatever, right? Like, like we lose status among men because it's super shameful to want to have a caring connection with someone or to crave intimacy or emotional closeness. So you got to hide it from men. And sometimes it's okay with women, but mostly it's not. It'll get you friend zoned or it's not attractive or it'll make her think less of you or whatever. So it really doesn't feel safe for a lot of men to say, I want emotional connection and closeness with you, or I want physical contact that is not necessarily sexual, but makes us feel, you know, bonded. Instead, they feel like the only thing they can do a lot of times is ask for sex, get sex, feel close during sex, and that's it. So this is so harmful in so many different ways, this entire paradigm. And if if you are in a partnership like this, a man-woman partnership, or anything where these dynamics are showing up with any gender, I would highly encourage you to examine this for yourself. Where, where did you learn these things and what are they really based on and, and how true are they? How harmful are they to each of you? How beneficial are they to either of you? Because this kind of thing can absolutely set you up for really long-term painful relationship issues where, you know, he might feel devalued or objectified or like his only value to you comes from his raging boner and his you know intense passionate desire and that when he doesn't have that you're going to feel unloved you're going to be mad you're going to be hurt he's going to have to deal with that he doesn't have another way of proving to you that he loves you because you have committed yourself to the belief that this is the only way you can be proved that the relationship is safe it's so painful and then on the other side, you're also going to be dealing with that, right? You're going to feel hurt. You're going to feel mad. You're going to feel insecure. You're going to blame yourself. You're going to have body image issues. You're never going to be able to have a body neutral relationship with yourself if you don't have a neutral relationship to the kind of thing we're talking about here, to sex and intimacy in your partnership, which isn't to say that like, you know, a neutral relationship insofar as you don't care about it or it's, it's not important. I mean, sex and intimacy at least to me and to a lot of people, are an incredibly important part of a relationship. So you can have what you want, your desires, your you know, understanding of what you like, what turns you on, what you're asking for, what you need to, to have a healthy sex life. These things are super important, but they can't, they can't play in this space. They can't take over the work of making room for your partner to be a whole human person. And making room for you to be a whole human person. Because otherwise you're constantly going to be bumping up against shame 
and pain and hurt and rejection. And it's always going to get mixed up in what it means and what is attractive and, you know, how safe are you and does he really love you and all of that stuff, which, again, it just sucks for everyone. So, um, all people are sometimes not in the mood. And also, attractiveness is not just about how you look, uh, which is to say that they might be really attracted to you, but not turned on in this moment, not ready for sex, even if they desire you, not willing or available or ready for sex in that moment, which again needs to be honored. Um, but also, like, whether or not they find you attractive just isn't necessarily related to how you look, because attraction is about so many other things. It may be that they are feeling hurt about something or resentful about something or overly vulnerable about something. And because of that, they still think you look great, but they are not able to feel that desire because there's some kind of emotional block in the way. That happens all the time. Maybe it's happened to you. In which case, like to then blame them for not loving you enough is the worst thing, right? It would just be awful. For everyone, it would push you into absolutely the wrong direction for the intimacy that you both crave and want as partners. Um, and likewise, you know, the idea of like losing a boner being somehow a rejection or a problem, like the human body does what the human body does. A lot of men will both uh, lose erections and uh, ejaculate too soon for the same reason. They seem like opposite problems, right? Like, uh, not being able to finish and finishing too quickly. Um, but they're not opposite problems because they both come from anxiety. Because if you were, you know, in the wild, in the in the woods, and you found yourself in a really um, stressful situation all of a sudden, and you had anxiety about it, like, I don't know if we're safe here, and you're having sex, one of two ways is going to finish that sex session. Either finishing too soon, like right now, or not having an erection anymore, time to go get yourself to safety. They serve the same purpose. So whatever's going on in that kind of a situation also mostly doesn't have to do with desire. I mean, it can certainly, but a lot of times what's happening is it, it's not. It has to do with anxiety. It has to do with stress. It has to do with some kind of vulnerability or emotional block. It has to do with something else completely. The person being in their head about one thing or another, sometimes insecurity, sometimes body image, like any number of things can kind of make arousal look or feel different doesn't mean they don't desire you or that they're not attracted to you and to again make it about you really erases their ability to be a, to be a whole human person and to to have their own feelings like someone loses an erection instead of being you know shameful and embarrassed it might be helpful to be curious like are, are, are you in your head about something right now you know what can I do to make you feel safe right now that would be a lot more valuable to a lot of people than being like, I knew it, you're not into me. Uh, you know, it's, it's because I cut my hair, it's because I gained weight or whatever it is. Like, that is just going to put everyone in their heads more. So if you want a rich, robust, fulfilling sex life and the intimate connection with your partner that most of us crave, most of us of all genders, it's going to be really, really, really important to stop and look at your relationship to gender and sex and love and rejection and all of these things in this space where you learned them and whether or not there is some problematic patriarchal sexist stuff getting in the way of your ability to to see your partner as a whole human person and make space for that experience 
And yeah, I think that's everything I want to say on that. It's just a topic that I I feel goes way under the radar because we talk about sexism in a lot of other ways, in a lot of other spaces. Uh, And a lot of times it hurts women. This one is sneaky because it does hurt women, but it also hurts men. It hurts everyone. Uh, And just so you know, like, obviously, this was a really binary gender conversation because of how it shows up, a very, like, sort of heteronormative conversation um, about men and women partnered together. But that is where I see it happen the most. But like I said, this can happen to absolutely anyone. And I think no matter what, if you're moving towards a body neutral relationship with yourself, it's important to just explore this. Check in with yourself. What have you learned about gender And how to measure a person's value and what they should or shouldn't be feeling or doing or being in any given moment that is going to interrupt your body image, uh, your body neutrality, your ability to feel safe, your ability to feel secure in the relationship. Uh, That's it. All right. Well, thank you for listening and I will catch you next time.